0: You're listening to Irish Radio, Canada, at home and abroad. And we heard a sh- uh, short while ago from David Keenan, who has written a poem on um, Joyce and is uh, doing some work on the Dublin side of things. So as we move across this side of the Atlantic, we're now stepping off in Montreal. And Kathleen Fee is the Artistic Director at in Montreal. And Kathleen has a very ambitious, and I say that with great um Congratulations to Montreal Bloomsday, a very ambitious programme lined up in that it is a seven-day festival and I again have to say that with great uh, admiration that given that we are in Canada and we're in Montreal, not in Ireland, not in Dublin, that to take on a seven-day programme and put it together and promote it, congratulations Kathleen and welcome.
1: Well, thank you very much, Austin. Uh, we're delighted to have so many interesting events this year. And uh, because it's spread over seven days, I think nobody has any excuse for not attending at least one.
0: Right. And but as I say, it's an ambitious program. Where are who? Well, I won't ask you to point fingers or name names, but... <laughs> to... <laughs> How did you guys arrive at saying we will grab this by the reins and go for a, a full week of programming uh, and, and turn this into a f- real festival?
1: Well, uh, you know, every year it's a little bit different. And, uh, for the past, um, well, during COVID, we were entirely online. And, uh, this year, last year we were hybrid. This year we're hybrid and, um, Bloomsday, the 16th of June, is always the day that, you know, we, that's the big day where we read from the novel Ulysses and we have a party afterwards. So that's the end of the festival. And we wanted to have a weekend, uh, included in our schedule. So that meant we had to start on the previous Saturday. <laughs> so that's how we ended up with seven days this year. Um, and, uh, it's really, Fabulous because we've got two weekend events that couldn't happen any other time. We've got Donovan King's walk. We're doing a pub crawl this year. Donovan King has a company called Haunted Montreal, and uh, he's he's just brilliant. He's he and uh, a couple of other people, troops of uh, there's a troop of actors that he employs who um, lead guided walks through old Montreal themed walks in different parts of the city. And this is going to be a pub crawl, which we've never done before. And it's on Sunday, which is, of course, the perfect day to do a pub crawl. And the Saturday evening is a choir concert, this wonderful choir called A uh, Contre Voix. And they usually work on Saturday. They're, you know, they get together. It's 40, 45 people. And Saturday's the day they get together for either performances or rehearsals. So it all worked out well. That's why we're starting on the weekend. And uh, then we have different events throughout the week. Academic Day, which is traditionally, are we allowed to say tradition after 12 years? Traditionally, okay. Monday. And uh, then Tuesday evening, we have Gerlach, Kate Bevan Baker, David Gossage, and Sean Dager. Fabulous trio of uh, real foot-stomping music. And then Wednesday we have an exclusive uh, North American premiere of a film that was shown on RTE called uh, Oh my goodness, what is it? Um, have you got it? Is any- the
0: war at home?
1: The war at home. The war at home. Which uh, some of your some of your listeners in Ireland may very well have seen on RTE last fall. Uh, it's about uh, Ukrainian refugees uh, who have. Established in Dublin or they're moving to Dublin or they're taking shelter in Dublin. I'm sure like most refugees as 99.9% of the Irish people, uh, in Canada, their, their origins are from refugees from the Great Famine. And I'm sure many of those people hoped against hope that they would be able to go home. Uh, Thursday we have a, um, an afternoon concert uh Words and Music at the Atwater Library as part of their Words and Music Festival. And then Friday, it's all day at the Westmont Library, well, where we'll be reading from the great novel with, uh I don't know, I think Kevin Wright, our president, have, has gathered um, 10, 12, 15 people who are Joyce enthusiasts to bring uh, a number of the episodes from the book to life. And uh, I will be joined by Julian Casey, an Irish-American actor who lives here in Montreal. We'll be reading parts of Molly Bloom's section at the end, interspersed with um, Leopold Bloom's comments on the same passages. I thought it'd be really interesting to bring uh, his view of certain incidents together with her view of certain incidents, because they're hundreds of pages apart in the novel. So we're just going to put them together. See Interesting. what
0: happens. Interesting. And um, when you talk about the war at home uh, and it being a, a documentary of Ukrainian refugees in Ireland, in many ways, Joyce was a literary refugee uh, in going to Paris Um this you know that one would say you know we talk of economic refugees and refugees from wars but in many cases there have been um, creative people who have been forced to flee in in uh, from one reason or another and or felt that they had to and Joyce would have been one of those.
1: Oh yes he felt he had to get away from Ireland and uh, you know he met uh, Nora Barnacle who was quite a young woman at the time and they eloped off to europe eventually settling in Trieste for uh, a number of years and then they were there during the um during the first world war where their two children were born and uh then they had to get out of there because it was um oh I don't know what the politics were it was the Austrian Empire or something, and they were enemies, so they had to leave that's why they ended up in paris and uh, yeah, they were they were floating around Europe, getting away from wars and war zones uh throughout their their lives life together. And uh so many people have experienced that. Of course, you know, Paris in the twenties was a hotbed of uh of literary creativity. Hemingway was there, all the Americans had gotten away from the straight laced uh American views and he was getting away from the straight laced Irish views. Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty amazing, really.
0: good. And I see Kate uh, Bevan-Baker. I know she was over in Ireland at the Willie Clancy and touring with um, uh, Garrod O'Halloran last year. Uh, yeah. So she would have had a wonderful time there and uh, a lot of other wonderful performers. I know I spoke spoke with Rachel previously, uh, Rachel McCrum. And uh-huh. um, as far as I recall, she's Belfast Origins. Yes. Yes. So indeed, Um, now, if anyone wants to get details, are these events ticketed, any of them ticketed, Are any of them have their cost associated with them, and what would you recommend?
1: The only thing that we're charging for is Donovan King's pub crawl. Uh, Anybody can go to our website, bloomsdaymontreal.com. BloomsdayMontreal.com, and the first thing that will pop up is Festival Bloomsday Montreal 2023 with two big buttons. One says Schedule, and one says Events, and if you go there, you will be able to check, guess what, the schedule and the events, and you will be able to register either in-person or online for all of the events except for the ones that are only online and only in person. The um, the pub crawl is only in person and our very first event uh the it's going to be I'm calling it what, what what's all the blooming fuss about um it's going to be a conversation between uh, veteran Canadian journalist Dennis Trudeau who is of course of Irish origin Dennis was his uh, mother's maiden name and um uh, uh Uh, what's his name James Phelan James Phelan who is a scholar and a Joyce specialist Uh, and he's uh, I've had a chance to talk to James he's really really fun and uh, so they're going to be talking about what all the blooming fuss is about (laughs) that's online only
0: you know the great thing about what you guys are doing and I know the same is happening here in Ottawa and happening in a variety of other places is it's bringing Joyce uh, are, are in many ways, demystifying and bringing Joyce to, uh, I won't quite say the common man, but just to the ordinary person and making Joyce um, available and, in many ways, attainable to the ordinary person.
1: Well, sure. I mean, it's a very simple story. Ulysses is a very simple story. Joyce is a brilliant storyteller. Anybody who's read... Uh, the, his earlier works, which are much more standard format, can see that he, he had mastered the standard format as an 18 year old. And, you know, what was he going to do? Keep writing the same old stuff for the rest of his life? No, he, he wanted to go further. He wanted to explore what's possible, uh, in terms of, uh, deconstructing language, uh, the way, uh, artists, uh, such as Picasso were deconstructing the image uh the the flat image how can you make a flat image uh three dimensional um, by showing both the profile and the front view so that's what joyce did with language um, he he really was pushing all of the uh rhetorical constructs uh rhetoric of course was a way of uh of speaking and a way of influencing other people with all kinds of um little twists and turns that people uh such as Joyce would have learned in school because rhetoric was taught along with latin and everything else um so he just took all of these uh everything that he had including his knowledge of other languages and put it all together telling the story of an ordinary man but not an ordinary man i mean leopold bloom was the son of an immigrant, uh, his uh, Hungarian Jewish immigrant to Ireland. So he was an outsider. And his wife, Molly, was born in Gibraltar to a woman. We don't know whether she was married to the father or not. And so she didn't get to Ireland till she was 15. So she was an outsider too. So these incredibly iconic Dublin characters that people talk about, we're actually outsiders, and what they were experiencing was from the point of view of an outsider. And uh, you know, it was, it, as I say, very simple story about ordinary people, but in such a complex, um, co- complex structure, literary structure, and such a varied literary structure from, sec- from section to section, that people get intimidated. And it's such a shame that, now, you know, people who really know how to deal with, with Ulysses and, uh, they say don't start at the beginning, start at chapter three, which is where Leopold gets up in the morning and he goes downstairs and he makes his breakfast and the cat is rubbing against his legs. You know, it's a very domestic scene. So, uh, that, that's one of the reasons that, um, I thought it'd be fun to bring Leopold and Molly together in terms of their views of what had happened in the past, uh, again, to deconstruct it. It's, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, uh, why are we still talking about a book that was written a hundred years ago? I mean, I certainly read books that are written a hundred years ago. Dickens and Trollope and stuff like that. But, um, it's just the, you don't get that kind of attachment to the characters, I don't think. Um, that people do to, uh, to the characters in, um, in Ulysses.
0: It's interesting what you were saying because David Keenan in, in our earlier conversation was talking as a songwriter, uh, that he, he was commenting on how Joyce's language is three dimensional. Mm. Uh, which I thought was an interesting comment and, uh, how we found that he could relate to it, uh, and in the poem that he constructed around for the, the Dublin festival. But again, this, the comment that struck out was that the three three dimensional aspect of Joyce's language.
1: Oh, that's really that's really fascinating. And of course, as a musician, there, uh, I, you know, I've done a lot of reading and done a lot of forgetting. Um, but there's one of the chapters that is constructed like a fugue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, if you don't know what a fugue is, like I don't know what a fugue is because I didn't study music. Um, You don't recognize it. It's just like, why is this being repeated? Why He already said that. What is that? You know, why is he saying the same thing over and over and over again? Because it's a fugue. So -hmm. if you know what a fugue is, you just have this huge additional appreciation of what he's up to and how much fun he's having.
0: Kathleen? We better wrap up. And again, if you want to tell us the website so as we finish up on that, and I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been great reconnecting with you and wish you guys every success and congratulations again on such a, a comprehensive program.
1: Thank you, Austin. It's always a joy to talk to you, and I hope one of these years you'll be able to come down to Montreal for the festival. It's not that far. <laughs> I know you've got lots of activities in Ottawa during uh, – during this season um, so once again our our email is, our email our website is bloomsdaymontreal.com go there you can see our list of events which uh i'm updating uh on a daily basis uh with biographies of all of the performers you'll see particularly the musicians just have an incredibly fabulous background uh in 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 terms of uh, international touring and stuff like that, we're so privileged to have these people come to Montreal, be in Montreal, and be accessible to us. One of our speakers on the academic day will be uh, Zooming in from Spain, where he's spending the summer, uh, uh, Professor B.W. Powell, who's an expert on Joyce and McLuhan. So that'll be an exciting afternoon.
0: Kathleen. Thanks Amelia. Thank you for but
1: thank you for your interest, Austin. I really appreciate it. Bye.